0: Welcome to Vales World. It's the team. Yo, 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 what's up? It's your boy LaVale D. Munger, your host for Vales World Podcast. And we have another amazing episode. But before we get started, make sure y'all follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Vales World Podcast. If you would like to be a sponsor or a guest for an upcoming episode, shoot us an email at Vales World Podcast at ldmunger.com. Let's get on with the show. So today, everybody been asking, why you cut your hair? So I'm going to tell y'all at the top of the show why my head is bald. For those that are new, let me give y'all a rundown of the show. So first, we're going to go with the good read. Then we're going to talk about what's popping. Then we're going to talk about the hot topic. And this is something you do not want to miss. I bet. So today's good read, A Promised Land by Barack Obama. Obama takes the reader on a compiling journey of November 4, 2008, when he was elected the 44th president of the United States, becoming the first and only African-American to hold the nation's highest seat. Reflecting on his presidency, he offers a unique and thoughtful exploration of both the awesome reach and the limits of presidential power, as well as a singular insight into the dynamics of the U.S., Partisan politics and international diplomacy. Obama brings readers inside Oval Office and the White House situation room and points beyond. One of the biggest things I love about this book is for one talking them through the financial crisis, Putin's relationship, which now some things that are we being impacted by today with the Russian and Ukraine war that's going on, health care, some may call it Obamacare. And being able to see the flaws within that, as well as the greatness and the potential that it had. And learning on the back end how the Obama administration had to battle with Wall Street reform and things of that nature. It was a lot. Very, 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 very. And I appreciate this book. And I think it's a anyone that's interested in in politics. This would be a dope book to read just to understand the dynamics of family Understand the dynamics of the seat that you may hold in the journey of getting there. It's a beautiful thing. Again, today's good. So make sure y'all check out A Promised Land by Barack Obama. If you all got a good read or y'all like this book, make sure y'all hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Veil's World Podcast. If you got some detailed notes that's too much for any of my social media platforms, make sure you email us at Vale's World Podcast at LDmonger.com. What's poppin'? So, your boy was in the grill for a week. I was there for a wedding. I was there for work. So, not too much fun going on, but enough fun going on. It was pretty cool. So, right now, I've been to Ocho and now the grill. Still want to visit Kingston. Still want to stay in Montango Bay and just see how that is. Every port that you have, you usually have more traffic, more population because there's jobs. So, it makes sense. And usually ports are by water sources and food sources. So it makes sense. But the airport was a breeze this time. I believe Sean and I finally broke the curse, which is a great thing. Traveling post-COVID is even better. Didn't have as many papers to sign and to have. So that was pretty good. It's my first time traveling internationally internationally without the COVID restrictions, and I love it. Coming back was a different story, but hey, one thing I learned that I need to travel with a pen, so I'm going to add that in my bag, have a little travel pen, because it'll make life so much easier. Jamaicans will always confuse me, even the ones in the States. It's just everything seemed backwards, like left mean right. I'm like, what? I don't know if they're saying. I don't know if they greeted me or they saying goodbye sometimes, but I love it. I got my first drink for $12, and it was so small. It was at the airport. It was a long day. I was like, I need a drink. Kind of hurt my heart. Then we got on the shuttle to the Royalton Negril Resort, which was pretty cool. It was nice. And one thing I noticed on the way there, it was like, it was goats outside like pit bulls in the hood. They were just roaming around doing the thing. It was crazy. The water is beautiful as usual. We stopped at a food spot, and it wasn't all that. And I knew it wasn't all that because the food got done too fast. I was like, dad, but I did get some Hennessy Pure White and ginger beer, and that's a one-two combo for you. It was great. And the crazy thing is that the Henny was the same price as the goddamn Pina Colada or whatever the hell I got from the first spot. So if I'm going to drink, I'm going to get the Henny Pure White if that's one of the offerings and get some ginger beer. Perfect combo. I was feeling groovy. The wedding was a vibe. That's a very... Down the earth clients, they were pretty cool, and it reminded me that I hate resorts. Yes, I hate resorts. I just don't like them. In this particular moment, it was all right because I was there for work. I don't see myself going to a resort no time soon. Cause usually when I'm out the country, I'm not home. Like I'm usually, they're just a sleep and shower. Everything else, we outside. We gone from early in the morning to. Late at night. So it would be a waste to have an all-inclusive resort type vibe when you're not going to experience none of the inclusiveness that it offers. I do love resorts when you have a big group, 10-plus people, maybe resort-friendly, being around that many people and trying to find food and trying to find places to go. It can become an annoyance. So if I had a big group, I see the benefits of that. But other than that, uh, give me a nice little... Airbnb or something, so I can really experience, um, or a hotel somewhere in the middle of all the action that I can walk and drive to experience. Those type of vibes I'll be on. Um, over the week, we lost Kevin Samuels, and seeing some of the reactions to his death is crazy. Men and women alike. Like, it is crazy. How we found out was even crazier. And his mom. Was able to confirm the news, but Mrs. Samuels Birch said she found out about his death on social media. And that is a horrible way to find out about the death of a loved one. I don't know why the world believed that. And when I say the world, I'm talking about the black world. White people, don't, don't really give a fuck about what we got going on. So it's like, why do the bitter people believe that? Kevin Samuel is the reason for the division between black men and women. I just don't get that. All this brother did was speak directly to issues that he seen was impacting us, his perspective, and people that was calling in to get his perspective. Some were trolling. Others genuinely wanted to get help so that they can become a better person. No, he's not a therapist, so he's not going to have the, the trained and therapeutic approach to things. No, he's not a psychiatrist, a psychologist. He was just an old man that beat cancer. didn't give a fuck. He was going to tell you how it is. A lot of us need somebody in our life that's going to tell us exactly how it is. And honestly, a lot of us are fucked up because we have people telling us what we want to hear all the time. The things that we want is not the things that we want. And the more you read, the more you understand. I want this, that, and that. And you don't have anything to offer to attract this, that, or that. And then you get upset because someone tells you that you you don't have what it takes right now to get what you want. And what you want is probably not what you want. He was a reality check for a lot of us, men and women alike. And celebrating his death isn't going to make you closer to being with the person that you assume right now that you want to be with. And as long as his YouTube page is up, his message will continue to live on. RP Kevin Sam. And then we had Dave Chappelle. So Dave Chappelle was on stage doing his set, and a guy walked up and tried to tackle him. And we're just gonna say it did not end well for Buddy. It was not a Chris Rock and Will Smith moment. I tell you that, he got his ass beat. Oh my god. Man, if y'all see the video, it was like Buddy hopped on stage, tried to tackle him. He uh, bumped off, and then he tried to run. The stage was filled quick. And when they got backstage, oh, when they got backstage, all I can say was, damn, the aftermath was vicious. So Chris Rock got on stage, says is that Will Smith? And, you know, poking fun in his own situation. And Dave pretty much said, "At least you got smacked by someone of repute. I got smacked by a homeless guy with leaves in his hair." And then Chris Rock said, "I got smacked by the softest nigga that ever rapped. I'm fucking weak," which was was hilarious. And then they said Dave Chappelle talked with his onstage attacker. Dave said I needed to talk to him, and he said that Lee, the attacker, told him that the situation was about getting attention for his grandmother who said she's been forced out of her neighborhood because of gentrification. Well, that was um, a way to go about it. Now, a lot of us are aware of the gentrification in L.A., and it only took you a couple seconds on stage to try to tackle Dave Chappelle, an ass whooping, and a pitcher going into the ambulance with handcuffs to get that message out. congratulations (laughs) so if anything's popping with you all make sure y'all hit us up on facebook twitter and instagram at veils world podcast if you love what's going on shoot us an email at Podcast at ldmonger.com now if you haven't make sure you throw a voice memo it ain't that hard go to our anchor account and leave that message so it can be on the upcoming episode some of y'all been a little too long though i ain't gonna hold you i need at least 15 seconds i don't need a whole sequility going on i need about 15 seconds so i can throw it on the show i don't need to be 45 30 a minute i don't need to be that long y'all ain't gonna be on here if it's that long i need it real short first and foremost i would like to start off with saying fuck cancer for the last 12 years of my life, I've known someone that has experienced cancer. Very few have beat it, and some lost the battle. So, one of the reasons I'm rocking the ball head is honoring Orlando Watson, Oh, Lando, pretty boy, whatever y'all may know him as. He was a great dude in St. Louis, did great things from the entertainment industry, from nightlife industry, the restaurant industry, a real trailblazer. I'm happy that March people were giving him his roses and none of us knew that he would be gone on easter lando reached out to me after my aunt died which was crazy because i really didn't say much i keep my personal life really intact i keep it very together and he reached out and he had some kind words for myself and for the family he honored my aunt he loved my aunt's work ethic a lot of people have been asking Orlando when he's gonna run for a political seat he always said no nah. I guess he liked the freedom of being able to say what he wanted to say, when he wanted to say, and do the things he wanted to do. And being under that microscope of politics, it's a cruel, cruel game to be in. And he wasn't prepared for that leap yet because he knew that that seat will limit his greatness and that he had more power with being the individual that he is. And that was beautiful. I know some people right now that's fighting cancer. So why not go bald in solidarity? with my people. Some people have to be bald. I don't necessarily have to because my hair grows back pretty fast. I'm learning that being bald is very high maintenance. It is not as easy as I thought it was, but the purpose of me being bald is meaningful enough. So I want to use this episode to share some information about cancer. A total of 1.9 million new cases and 609,360 deaths from cancer are expected to occur in the U.S. in 2022. This year alone, that is about 1,670 deaths a day. The estimated number of new cases for this year, are excluding Basque cell, and Missouri is estimated to have 37,480 new cases. Florida. 152,600 new cases in the US, 1,918,030 cases. So, what is cancer? Cancer is a group of diseases characterized by the uncontrolled growth and spread of abnormal cells that can result in death if not treated. Although the cause of cancer development, are not completely understood numerous factors are known to increase risk including many that are potentially modifiable for example tobacco use and excess body weight and others that are not inherited genetic mutation these risks these risk factors may act simultaneously or in a sequence to initiate and/or promote cancer growth, can cancer be prevented? A substantial portion of cancers could be prevented, including all cancers caused by tobacco use and other unhealthy behaviors, excluding non-melanoma skin cancer. At least 42% of the newly diagnosed cancers in the U.S. That's about 805,600 cases this year are potentially avoidable, including the 19% of cancer caused by smoking, and at least 18% caused by a combination of excess body weight, alcohol consumption, poor nutrition, and physical inactivity. Certain cancers caused by infectious agents such as HPV, hepatitis B, and hepatitis C could be prevented through behavioral changes or vaccination to prevent infection or by treating the infection. More than 5 million skin cancers diagnosed annually could be prevented by protecting your skin from excessive sun exposure and not using indoor tanning devices. Screening can detect many cancers in the early stages. That's when treatment is less intensive and more successful. Screening is known to reduce the morality for cancers of the breast, colon, rectum, crevix, lungs, among people with history of heavy smoking. In addition, being aware of the changes in the body such as a new mold or a lump under the skin and bringing these to the attention of a healthcare professional can also result in early detection of cancer. For complete cancer screenings, please learn more, do your annual checkups, learn your body, and speak up how many people alive today have ever had cancer more than 16.9 million with a history of invasive cancer were alive on january 1st 2019 most of whom were diagnosed many years ago and have no current evidence of the disease so there is a chance that you can survive cancer is not the end all What percentage of people survive cancer? Cancer survival is typically described in terms of relative survival, which is a measure of life expectancy among cancer patients compared to that among general population of the same age, race and sex. The five-year relative survival rate of all cancers combined has increased substantially since the early 1960s. From 39% to 68% among white people and 27% to 63% among black people All the improvement rates of survival. Survival varies based on the cancerous type. And I'm sharing this and I'm ending with this because if you or someone you know is battling cancer, that is not the end of the world. And yes, many people have lost their battle to cancer, but there are others out there that have won and are continue to fight. Don't be afraid to fight for yourself or fight for the people around you that are battling this horrible, horrible disease. I stand with you all. The Valiant stand with you all. Peace and love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Join me in my journey to success by following on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Vales World Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like to address, or you just want to sponsor our feature on an upcoming episode, email me at, Vails World Podcast at ldmonger.com Vale's World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts Spotify and many more thank you for listening don't forget to subscribe share leave a review or a voice message and more importantly support for as little as 99 cent a month we can take this thing a long way love it's the team